Hey girl. Hey mama. Ready to get unschooled? Totally. Welcome to Moms Unschooled. Where we break down all the things from the mundane to the magnificent. So you can think for yourself and do what's right for you. This episode is sponsored by Jenna Boom, a fabulous boutique and online shop with stylish clothing and decor. Save 15% on your first purchase with code MOMS15. A special thanks goes to Leslie McNamara, military spouse and owner of Jenna Boom. Good morning, Erin. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm just enjoying this crisp. Almost fall weather. Oh, yes. You'll be very proud of me this morning. What's up? So you know how we've been talking about hobbies? Yes. And how I have none. I did. I actually did something this morning of all times. After my son got on the bus, I decided instead of what I usually do to check my emails, respond to people, because I work a lot with people um, in central time zone in the States. Sure. So what I did instead is I took some time after my son was on the bus and I sat down and finally opened something that I saved on Pinterest. I don't even know how long ago. And that's become one of my pastimes is like finding all these cool things to do and never doing them. (laughs) And I have a bunch of Pinterest boards that I never go back to look at. So I just made a little DIY hand scrub with out of baking soda, olive oil, and some lavender and lemon essential oils. Lovely, and Yes, and it felt great. It looks terrible. I can see why Bath Body Works, all these companies, like, spend Uber marketing dollars because it looks like a jar of glue. <laughs> so I will show you later in my bathroom. Um, but it did feel like something actually fun, And it was a good change of pace instead of just getting up, start working immediately, and tending to everyone else besides something that I just like actually wanted to do. Hooray! So is this something that may help you get your day started on a positive note in the right direction? Maybe. That might be a lot of hand scrubs, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm intrigued, and okay. I want to smell all of the flavors. I'll report back, because sometimes it Scents, doesn't... not flavor. Yeah. Well, I, you can eat it, because... I don't know. Can you ingest baking soda? Well, it's in baked it's, goods. That's about oh, all I know about it. Okay. We're not advising that, but I will look it up later. <laughs> Good for And report you. back. So I'm glad you talked to me and encouraged me about starting some hobbies. And one thing when we did talk about hobbies that you didn't really mention for yourself is that I've seen you consistently reading books down at the patio. And I commend you because it takes me like a year to read a book for fun for some reason. (laughs) So one time I talked to you a couple weeks ago, you were really excited about a book you had been reading related to your adventure in starting homeschool. Yes. The book is called The Brave Learner by Julie Bogart. And it is, it's, it's, um, the lower subject line actually says finding everyday magic in homeschool, learning, and life. So yes, I picked it up as a new homeschooling mom and that all sounded very intriguing to me. Everyday magic, I am all about that and I can take all the help I can get. However, this book, I really encourage any mama to read this book. It is not for homeschooling mamas, although there's a lot of homeschooling references, and yes, she's a homeschooling mother, 
This is little things that we can do in our homes to bring that everyday magic. Because her whole theme is just learning in general. Yes. Okay. It's, it's essentially transforming our thoughts as parents and our attitudes and our homes to create this and stage this area for inspiration, for learning for our children. Mm, I love that. I mean, who doesn't want that? And so, yes, it's totally um, been helpful in the early stages of reading this book and putting it into process. Ding! Um, but any, but I encourage any any mother parent to, to read this book because we know this stuff. She just reiterates things that in the back of our minds we already know. You know, spark that interest ignited in children. We, we and she says this in the book, we can't force them to learn anything. Mm-hmm. But we can create the space and give them the resources and be free with ourselves and give them the freedom to explore and learn in their own terms on their own time. So it's more about just setting up the environment for success to inspire them to want to do something interesting instead of just saying, here's your workbook, do page three to four and yes. call it a day. <laughs> I mean, how excited would you be as an adult to do that? For someone, a workbook? Yeah. Just oh, do a workbook. Yeah. I was going to say, no, I would, no, no, I'm, no, 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 thank we you. We go to Pinterest and look at boards. We go to YouTube channels for inspiration and for education. We like to learn our own things, like how to make a hand face scrub mm-hmm. or um, newest, latest, healthy ways of baking the newest ingredients. Our kids want to learn that way too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they for love, sure. My daughter loves that uh, cake decorating show, Nailed It. Cool. I mean, they, they, they want to learn in all ways outside of workbooks as well, and I can't blame them. So she's all about enchantment. Mm. And the first first way, first um, theme. I don't know, route theme, thank you, that she discusses is enchantment living. Okay. So let's talk about our living space. She likes magical art tables and magical coffee tables. Okay. I'm They're tra- just not needed. Oh, okay. So like, <laughs> wait a second. So describe... A magical coffee table to mm. me. Because that sounds fabulous. <laughs> Doesn't it? I mean, I want to add a little magic in okay, my everyday yeah. life. Her magical coffee table is a coffee table that was cleaned off the night before. Okay. And one theme put back on it to increase curiosity, to increase hands-on exploration, and for those kids to take that theme, that material, and take it to the nth degree of their learning, knowledge, hands-on, sensory, exploration, go to the computer and learn something else about it. So let's say um, you wake up one morning to find a coffee table full of binoculars, magnifying glasses, um, kaleidoscopes. What are you going to do with all that? That's cool. So So let's say you do that at night. Do you... Give them directions? No. Okay, so you just come let them discover it. When they wake up in the morning, it's there. And you've walked away and you let them explore it on their own terms. And then you're there to help guide. Okay. Maybe now we go outside and take all of our new exploratory gear and see what we can see. Um, Maybe they're interested in 
other things that you see with a telescope or a microscope. You know, you can not only put stuff underneath those, but you can also go to YouTube. You can go to online references to help them with resources. Maybe you stay up late that night looking at stars after somebody's inspired to learn with the material you laid out for them. I love that. So Me it's too. like it's like an educational tablescape designed right. if there's any Sandra Lee fans out there, designed to spark just their interest in something. Yes, because they they okay. want to learn. And that is absolutely learning and it's free flowing and allowing them to move the direction they want to with that. So have you tried this magic coffee table before yet? I have. Okay. What did you put on it? That's just one example with the scientific theme. Theme. Yes. Uh, We actually laid out a board game just in the middle of the floor. And I like to, I have three kids who are relatively young and if I laid board games out, in just a pile on my floor, a stack of them, we'd lose all the pieces. Yeah. So there's kind of a, a mama stash in my house, that stuff that they may have forgotten about for a little while, just magically appears some days. So we have a marble run, works every time. I put the marble run mm-hmm. bag in the middle of the floor, and they are excited to explore and engineer and see, you know, the gravitational pull of that marble. Oop, I put that piece on wrong. I've got to oh, cool. switch that up. And so on and so forth. So do you take it away that night? Or how long do you kind of let them use these tools? I guess until they feel like they're ready to move on to something else. Exactly. And I I think they're all different. You know, as soon as the marble run they walk away from, I'm very likely to clean it all up because I'll twitch with all those pieces laying around all over the floor. Hmm. But, I mean, we've also had just random space books out on the table, and they've just been perusing them and learning new vocabulary words. Cool. Just reading books and looking at pictures themselves. Like the word enchantment. I, I have it. never considered pairing that with learning, and it totally makes sense. So how does the author really describe this idea of enchantment as it relates to learning? Well, enchantment is... Um, to subject to magical influence. Okay. So we just, we as parents have to be open to the idea of everything is learning. Anything and everything can be an education. Including taking out the trash. So like. Absolutely. Kids, stop the hating. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that to get and that not to mention all of the reuse you can yeah do with recyclables yes all of the creepy crawlers you can find out in the morning do grass on your way to the trash cans so absolutely anything and everything this has a very like walt disney-esque vibe to it it. because if you ever read we like i said we are in germany and i think both aaron and i have been to neuschwanstein castle which was his inspiration for the magic kingdom and if you read or listen to any interviews with walt disney himself his whole idea in creating disney world and disneyland was not to escape reality per se but to just show how magical real life can be. Yes. Um, I don't know how that relates to $9 sodas, but I just think maybe there's some magic in just throwing away money. I don't know. But I like this idea of enchantment and... um, Finding it in everyday life. Yes. So you as mama, you're in charge of creating small surprises, a change in the schedule, spontaneity. That and is, we know yeah. that. 
kids, I think most kids respond to that. It's yes. just something different and new. And everyone responds to this idea of novelty, not in a disingenuous way of like, oh, we always want the latest and greatest new thing, the latest and greatest new education technique, but just novelty in the sense of let's learn and let's explore this kind of thing that's already in our world that we probably overlooked. Yes. And the daily drudge does not have to be the daily drudge. I love a quote in regards to all this that is is in the book. And it says, happiness shouldn't be something to end up with. It ought to be the byproduct of a wholehearted, fully lived life. Love it. So, yes, there's always going to be workbook sheets and pages involved. But get outside. Get out of your own box. And explore and get inspired right along with these children. Right with that, um, a great chapter in this book is igniting a passion for learning. And so we're always we're talking about enchantment. We're talking about inspiration. Think about it as an analogy of igniting a flame. Okay, you as a parent are building a fire. Are you going to be the bellows? Are you going to stoke the fire, or are you the bucket of water? Mm. You know, your your child comes up to you and says, Mom, I want to go to the moon one day. And NASA and space just really isn't your thing. You were really hoping they wanted to do tennis camp this summer. <laughs> I don't know. How about that one? Um, it's up to us to stoke that fire for however long it needs to be stoked. So maybe we're not saving thousands of dollars to take them to space camp this summer, but we're going to learn anything and everything we can about space. We're also going to ask them questions to see what they actually mean by the statements they're saying to you. Mom, I want to go to the moon one day. Well, it's up to us to figure out exactly what they mean by that. Do they want to be building spaceships? Do they want to physically walk on the moon? Do they want to see film of it happening? Let's let's learn together. Let's actually figure out what it is they are interested in. I love that because it's definitely like, as you're describing, a passion for learning is totally different than going to school to learn yes. facts. Yes. Um, and I can definitely see this connection between we are, as you asked about what part of the fire are you, I was like, most days I feel like the charred log, like <laughs> in the middle, but that's important too, right? <laughs> you can't have a fire without that log. Right. Awesome. So no, if we, um, and I know I have been the bucket of water on my children's sweet little dreams. So give me a bucket of water example. So let's say your daughter comes in and says, mom, I want to be on Broadway. Give me a metaphor. How are you the bucket of water in scenario A? And how are you stoking the embers, if you will, in scenario B? Well, being that I'm a huge musical theater fan, I have star emojis coming out of my eyeballs right now when you said my daughter wants to go to Broadway. (laughs) Um, To stoke that fire, I would put her in classes. If she's interested in dance classes or singing lessons or acting at the local community theater, we're going to learn how to audition. We're going to give her 
any kind of chance for performance, we're going to read plays, listen to musicals. That is igniting the fire. And you know what? Next week, she might be on to something else. But this week, you can't tell me we didn't learn something. Good, good. So that's really, really exciting for me. Now, the bucket of water on the child that says, I want to act on Broadway, says, oh, but sweetheart, we already... We already signed you up for trumpet lessons. Um, right, okay. Or like you need to memorize how to play the piano first. Otherwise, right. you'll never... You need to learn this. Otherwise, I'm not going to sign you up for X, Y, Z. Exactly. Okay. Oh, well, okay. You, yeah, you have to go learn piano if you expect to do that. Or, well, honey, um, you're, you're, kind, you're a better dancer than you are singer. Okay. So Don't the, do that to, we can't do that to our kids. And we've all done it. Really? It's almost like they are in charge of their learning journey in this scenario and in this brave learner idea that they are, gui- you are guiding them in terms of that you're supporting them, but they are running the show in terms of what they're interested in and you are just helping build that interest. Yes in positive no. ways. Okay. I think let's un- because, unschool me, Miss Erin. Okay, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to know. I think we, and we're going to move on to that. There's thing, this thing called continent of learning. I think it's important that we know what our children's passions are. Okay. All the time. And we can reassess that monthly. It's always changing when they're really young. It is up to us to create... A, an enchanted living experience. Wow. That sounds like a lot of pressure. But it does. Okay. <laughs> All it requires is a little extra oomph from you every day to get out of your comfort zone, out of your box, and create spontaneity. It's easier said than done. But the days we do it, it's absolutely remarkable. And I'm going to tell you about something I've taken from this book here in a little while that has shown me that is that indeed the case. Awesome. Now, with um, when you said and and oh, they're they're in charge of their own education. All I all this is doing is taking their passion, something they're already excited to learn about, letting them use that passion, and then you then create an education around it. So they they have the freedom to learn. About certain subject matter. Yes, but then yes. we are creating the pathway to get through X, Y, and Z with that passion. Got it. And that's the kind of continent of learning yes, idea. Yes, and okay. this is really, really neat. Okay. The continent of learning, as Julie says, is uh, first you make a list of traditional school subjects. You have math reading, science, social studies, art, music, writing, I'm missing some, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then you make a list of your child's current passions. Okay. So um, let's talk about my, my middle son. We love Legos and soccer and Transformers and playing on the playground, skateboarding, scooters. I'm going to take one of those current passions, so let's say Legos. Okay. And I'm going to put that on my paper in a big bubble in the middle. So let's just say we have the country of Legos right now. Okay. You're then going to make adjacent bubbles around the Lego country. 
just like a circle with spokes. Like you're kind of like you're almost starting to brainstorm ideas. Exactly. If you were doing a traditional brainstorm bubble. Exactly. And I'm showing Sarah here on um, the Brave Learner page 27. It's actually a handwritten. Yeah. It's like a bubble mosaic of your notes together and they all relate. And we can share a photo of that too. Yes, because I think this picture here is brilliant. And so I'm going to try to describe it in words, but we... You definitely want to see this, y'all. Um, so each and all of those adjacent bubbles, you can go ahead and add your traditional school subject. So I have several bubbles around my page. See how I'm creating a continent of different countries. Math in one bubble, writing in another bubble, music in another bubble. So I have Legos as my original country subject matter. Mm-hmm. And through all of those, I'm going to create bullet lists of ways I can incorporate Legos into those traditional school subjects. Math, that's a pretty much given, but I can bullet list those things. We can deal with the, um, the fractions that you can look at, the dots on the tops of the Legos. We can talk about the science behind not only making Legos, but building, creating new things from Legos. Yeah. You can talk about the history of Legos and bullet that under your history love it country you can even add economics with legos because i read an article that said it's literally it was more expensive for someone to build a house made out of legos because legos are so expensive than it would be to build an actual house to live in just fascinating yeah i'm curious so you could calculate the square footage of like recreating something based on the prices of legos incredible and you could actually now that i'm thinking you could, you know, measure out, okay, let's say your son says, how much would it cost to make this bathroom floor made of all Legos? You could measure it and then you could price it out by different kinds and you should never actually buy it. But I would be curious. I want to hear from listeners. How much would it cost you to do your bathroom in Legos? I'm just curious. And this is awesome. Like all of a sudden, mama is now inspired to not only learn something new, but gear education toward her son. Love it. And it didn't take a whole lot. No, you're right. You're Just right. twisting our thinking a little bit. Okay. It has been so fun to do that in the last couple weeks. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, you continue to add more countries, your bubbles, as needed to create a whole continent of an education geared toward your child's passions. I mean... I love that. Win, and win. I can see how that leads into the spontaneity aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. like I said, we just came up with that on the fly. And I can imagine if you're sitting there talking to your kid with a huge box of Legos one day and they say, I want to work on math today. You guys can brainstorm together things you can do. So besides this idea of spontaneity, what other kind of elements of enchantment make this brave learner um, theory or method work? She talks about four forces of enchantment. Okay. We already know this, mamas. It's surprise, mystery, risk, and adventure. Ooh. Talk to me about these. I'm excited. Well, for all of us. It's for us mamas, and it's for our children. So we have to be open to surprise, mystery, risk, and adventure as well, and also create moments to afford our children those. Okay. So surprise. I love this um, the story she tells. And we all have a random surprise story that was a totally aha, awesome moment of our parenting days. She talks about her family of five was reading about the Pony Express. 
and the kids were really curious about this. And, um, you know, they had out the maps and continued reading and they were looking stuff up. And all of a sudden, she didn't even know she was going to say it. She canceled school that day. She says, we're going outside. They knocked on several other homeschooling families' doors in their community. And all of these kids were involved in the Pony Express that day out in their community. They were all on their bikes. They all had letters. Uh, they had stopwatches on how fast they could relay messages to point A in this community over to point B over here. That's so cool. And um, were there any hiccups? Were there any speed bumps? Did anybody fall and scrape knees? Well, that took time out of this very important speedy process and they were learning on the fly hands-on. And that's the trade-off with the risk I think you're mentioning. Like, yes, we're going to try this. Things might go wrong. But at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it for your kids. And probably for you because it's probably... I never had made the connection before that you said adults need these things in their life. Surprise, mystery, risk, and adventure. And that's a way for both of you to fill those buckets at the same time. Absolutely. And she... I'm using like finger quotation marks canceled school that day in her homeschooling dining room table. Do you think those kids remembered the books or their actual Pony Express that day? So the education is real. I love that. So and she was open to surprise. She was open to risk. Yeah, I got to work on that. <laughs> well, and, that, and she does talk about that. We have okay. to be open to risk as parents. We have to let them climb trees, join classes, Make concoctions, get dirty, and even risk wasting time. Ooh, I love that. She says being bored and wasting time are different things. Wasting time means your child doesn't look like they're being productive to you, but is actually happily engaged with self, which means if they're happily engaged, they're probably learning. Yes. It's not really wasting time. That's so important to keep in mind. And as you're talking through this, I totally see how this is missing in the traditional school system. Yes. And I'm not, I mean, different styles work for different kids, but one of the things you've talked about is you have to, you personally have got to get excited about what you're doing yes. and like the methods you're using to homeschool and things like that. This I think is very exciting and I can see just doing sometimes these things with your family on a weekend and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I know you have been working through this book, getting some ideas. What have you tried from this book that has worked for you guys so far? Well, I've already talked to you about the magic coffee table. Yes. It's okay. real. Okay. We All actually right. have a great big wide open spot in the middle of our floor. And that's the first thing my kids see when they wake up and go to the living room in the morning. And sometimes I just throw something big down there. Um, okay. It's real. They, they know this stuff. They might have forgotten about it because, like I said, I have a mama stash. Or maybe it's just you went to the dollar store the day before, got all kinds of craft items and pipe cleaners and puff paint and ginormous scraps or pieces of uh, butcher paper or poster board and let them have at it. Okay, cool. Where can they go? She talks about this one mama was, uh, she walked into her house and she had a, a baby on a hip and a glue gun in the other and they were making <laughs> fairy houses that day out of just a pile of 
craft supplies. I love that. And And then to go out and explore the world, you go put your fairy garden in an area and you're now exploring the creepy crawlers or the trees or the sky is the limit if we open ourselves up to it. Love it. So magic coffee tables working for you. What else that you're One that is so funny and so easy, lighting candles. Okay. Lighting candles doesn't have to be for romance. Okay. My kids... (laughs) Now light candles at the dinner table every night because they think it's fancy. And let's face it, a flame is magical. Yes. There is something to be said about sitting around a fire and just chilling. I don't know. It it just, yes, I I need to look more into that, but I totally get it. Okay. If you have a subject and you have, if you have to teach by a workbook that day, put the kids at the dining room table and light a candle. The entire mood will change. I was floored. As you're talking, I teach online classes, and I'm wondering, like, do I now make my background this big flame, like, <laughs> behind me? I'm trying to think of ways to integrate this as you're talking. Okay, okay well, so lighting Netflix candles. Netflix doesn't know I'm about to say this to you. Okay. But if you search in Netflix fireplace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can put it on your TV, We y'all. have, I have a magical winter wonderland fireplace one that yes. I play in the winter, and I don't know why I don't play it. More often. We I always think it's that. cozy at Christmas time. Just put it on on a crisp Saturday morning. Love it. So, I mean, there's okay. your flame. Okay, there's my flame. <laughs> and the last thing I have to talk about with this book is poetry tea time. Now, this is what Julie Bogart is known for. She's actually the creator of a brave writer, which has been teaching language arts and writing skills to families for many, many years. She wrote The Brave Learner, but she's also created this website and program called Poetry Tea Time. And you can look you can look at this at poetryteatime.com and we'll link it below. But it is it's got a quick start guide and a free book list of poetry for every age. This was fantastic. Go home, try this as soon as you can. We had random poetry books we got from a classroom teacher friend. Um, we have Shel Silverstein. You can put nursery rhymes out there, depending on the ages of your kids. And we sat around and we ate muffins and we drank tea or Kool-Aid, juice, whatever, <laughs> and lit our little tiny candles. And everybody went through these poetry books, found a poem they wanted to read to the family, oh. took their turn to read and perform it. Everybody clapped, kept eating their fancy food. Awesome. And so this is only like, I mean, this can be 15, 20 minutes. That's all it was. Awesome. To the okay. point where they loved it so much, we had to clear the table that night and do it again for Daddy when he came home from work because they wanted him included. When I put them all to bed that night, they said it was their favorite part of the day. I want to incorporate it once a week. They were hoping for every day. That's a little motivated for me, but um, we're definitely going to do this because it's it's helping rhythm, um, language arts skills. To read good writers makes you a good writer. Um, even my four-year-old said he would pick a, poetry, a poem and I would read it for him. I love that. So he got the credit as well. Okay. Um, and he's just as excited as my elementary age kid. So... Please try Poetry Tea Time okay. for your family. Let me know how it goes. Awesome. Everybody. I love it. It sounds like we all need to get unschooled about what learning really can be and just be brave. Yes. And 
Erin, thank you for your rundown of The Brave Learner. It sounds amazing, and maybe I can read it next year because it takes me that long to read a book. So thank <laughs> I've you. Got, I've got a copy for you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Moms Unschooled. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, or email us at momsunschooled at gmail.com. Juicy!